94.3 WRHD HD1, Farmville, Greenville. Are you sure this is legal? Hear the pirates play no matter where you are. I don't know. 943thegame.com. Do you live ECU? Do you breathe purple and gold? Are you ready to hoist the colors? Now, time for the most in-depth look at the world of ECU athletics. Welcome in to Hoist the Colors with your host, Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Watch the show live on Facebook and at 94.3thegame.com. Now, here's your host, Stephen Igo. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'll think of it in a minute. All right, welcome into the program. Uh, Thursday, May 18th edition of Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game. Really excited about today's edition of Voice the Colors because beside me we have Hank Hinton from Interbanks Media and Team Boneyard. We were trying to figure out your official title of Interbanks Media. I just on my business card it says managing partner. There you I, go. I made that up. Managing partner. Hey, we we, we make it up as we go, right? <laughs> but uh, but no, really excited, man, because I know you got a big announcement from Team Boneyard. The ECU NIL Collective. We'll get into that. We'll maybe talk some uh, some 1990s ECU football later on as well. Uh, I, uh, I know you're a big Steve Logan, Dave Garrard guy. You helped me get those two guys on the show. So, so before we get into the team yeah. boneyard conversation, let me tell you, I, I uh, have met Steve and I go probably four or five years ago, um, and uh, I was not a member of your website. Yeah. I, I just joined last summer. I got I got a notice that, that it's getting joined. ready to renew. Yeah, I, I was always looking at it, but right. I, I wasn't paying for it. So now I'm a member of Hoist the Colors, and uh, we started talking, what, four or five years ago pre-COVID about, what can can you do a radio show? Are you good enough to do a radio show? Can you host? I didn't want to host a radio show. I was trying to find somebody else to do it. But this show that we've just come up with, and you're now in your third week. Yeah, swung by. Has been amazing. I appreciate that. It's been everything that I ever wanted. Um, You're getting huge guests. Yeah. Uh, The Coach Houston uh, interview the first day, and then Coach Gavin was your second show, and yeah, um, you know you've had Schwartz on, you've had uh, Kim McNeil on. Uh, my favorite interview so far is David Garrard last yeah, Friday. Yeah, he was awesome, man. Uh, and and that took me back, and then uh, you know Coach Logan this past Monday really took me back. Um, I've got uh, I moved to Greenville in 1990. My dad was in the media business, and he left Greenville. We moved to Chapel Hill. We moved to Cary. We came back to Greenville when I was in seventh grade. I was a 12-year-old, and, and I had to try out for the Little League team. And I was like, what, what is this? i got to try out for a Little League team? Why don't they just put me on a team? And I didn't understand how big the baseball scene right. was here. But I was drafted to Jarman Auto the same year that Vince Logan as a nine was drafted. So I was a 12 playing with Vince as a nine. And Coach Logan was the uh, quarterback's coach at the time. So my father and Coach Logan would sit at the top of the stands at Perkins and Elm Street, and, and they got to know each other there. And I was not very good. I couldn't hit. They they needed me to be a pitcher, so they put me in. And after the games, you know, I would probably give up a home run or something, and Coach <laughs> Logan would try to teach me how to throw the ball harder. Wow. So um, that it was worth it. Uh, probably not. That was the only year I pitched, though. So. But, um, and, you know, he had – you know, I had mechanical problems, and he was trying to work it out like I was a quarterback. It was pretty cool. Fair enough. Well, that, that was cool. And we'll talk some more ECU football later. Thanks to you guys as well for supporting the show. I mean, you guys helped this vision come true, and y'all have given me great resources and given me great guests as well. Because without yeah. you guys, I wouldn't be able to get Coach Logan on. That was my first time ever, ever interviewing Coach Logan, uh, obviously David Garrard, because – 
you know, I started covering the team when Ruffin McNeil very early in his tenure. I was right. a young kid in the 90s. But it was, uh, it was pretty surreal to talk to those guys, so thanks for doing that. So Coach Logan is always good on the radio. Yeah. I knew he would be uh, – you, you just ask him a question, and he talks he for 10 minutes. Forever. Uh, David Garrard, we've interviewed him several times. We've had him here in studio doing post-game shows or whatever. That was the best I've ever heard him do on a radio interview. He was great. He was totally yeah. comfortable uh, and told some great stories. He seemed very comfortable and, and open. You know, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. Those are archived on 943thegame.com, YouTube, Facebook, podcast, everywhere you find your podcast as well. All right, well, let's get into the big news. Team Boneyard, and, and um, maybe for those who aren't aware, you're helping to, to organize, run this thing along with several others. It's not just yourself, but um, you guys have done a phenomenal job with Team Boneyard, and really not even a year old yet. Right. But so much progress has been made on the NIL front, which we'll get into. If you got a question on YouTube, Facebook, drop it. Uh, we'll show off these sweet hats. Yeah. If we can, uh, if we can get them <laughs> on the on the screen, there we go. Team Boneyard. We'll, we'll get into how you can get the hats as well. But uh, uh, big announcements from from the uh, the ECU NIL collective. If you could let us let us know what's what's going on. So uh, last summer, I kept hearing. Um, that my father and I were going to help start a, an NIL collective. I uh, had not heard that word before, and um, we investigated it and decided that we did not want to do it by ourselves. Right. We, were, we were unsure of how it would work. We were unsure of how the uh, fan base would take it uh, if, if we were the ones doing it. So we actually reached out to two of uh, Henry's friends, uh, who happened to be two of the largest donors um, in the history of the athletic department. One was a former football player. The other is um, is an alum who's a who has, is a very successful businessman and and uh, sold a company and has given us a lot of money here over the years. So they agreed uh, to go in with us, and we started an LLC. So we're we're set up as an LLC. It's uh, just like any other small business, um, but we, we set it up so we could, you know, uh, between uh, the end of June when we started last year and the end of the year, we had not collected very much money. We, we not only volunteered, but we, the four of us, put money into this collective. And in 2022, we, you know, most of the deals were going to Holt Nailers. We were just kind of open for business for, um, you know, companies around here to advertise with the players. I had I had a few pay Holton or, you know, a couple of Noah Henderson got a radio ad deal. We had Holton get a Boys and Girls Club party appearance over at Town Bay Tower. We just ran, we were kind of a, a pass-through. So people would right. write us checks. Businesses were able to write that off as an advertising expense, and the athlete would go do something for them, make an appearance, do an ad. So that's what we were doing at the end of 2022. And, I mean, it was going okay, but it wasn't what other schools in our conference and, and the Power Five were doing. They were just collecting money um, and, and pulling it together and having it sit in an account and then putting the football team and the basketball team on a payroll right. and paying them monthly. And so we didn't have the money to do that. So the offensive linemen, the defensive linemen, the safeties, the D-backs, they weren't getting any money last year. It was just whoever the business picked to do their ad. And it wasn't a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So um, the athletic department 
got the coaches involved. We had uh, a Zoom call with Coach Houston and some donors. We had a Zoom call with Coach Schwartz and some donors talking about the importance of this. A lot of, the, a lot of our big Pirate Club donors here were not contributing last year. They didn't understand it. They did not like it. They didn't agree with, with NIL. But, you know, we were able to get a lot of them over the hump by just saying what is reality. Right. Charlotte, UNC Charlotte, Appalachian State, they have one of these things. We have started one. We need people to participate in it. And so we started getting some larger contributions um, in January. And we really we raised about $400,000 in a two- or three-week span in January. And, you know, I, I, I shied away when we did your podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I did not want to give any numbers. But we're almost at the end of year one here, and... We're over. We're we're right now. We're at five hundred thirty-six thousand dollars raised between the end of. We'll we'll turn one on June 29th when we started the LLC. Mm-hmm. Now the announcement that I had, we we we've paid out a good percentage of that. I mean, yeah. last year we tried to just pay out everything we collected. Right. This year we've we've got fifty. Currently we've had to take some off because we've had some transfers. Right. But we had about 56 to 57 players under contract at one point. Today we have 52 student athletes under a monthly contract. So they get something, whether it's $1,000, $500, whatever it is. We've got 52 players, and we're getting ready to add 10 more football players to that. So, so this month we will be paying 62 student athletes at East Carolina, football and basketball mm-hmm. players. Now, is it just for football and basketball? No. We've had a donor, one of the guys who is involved with us in the LLC, actually. His passion is, is, is girls lacrosse. He gave us $10,000 that we split among all 33 lacrosse players last, last fall, and he's committed to doing that again uh, this year. We've got a couple of soccer players that are helping us with our social media. They just started. So some of the really good-looking social media posts you see are from uh, one of the sophomores on the soccer team and a senior on the soccer team. They also do part-time work for the Pirate Club. But, um, you know, so there's four, there were four original members of the LLC. Once we started collecting, we started raising hundreds of thousands of dollars, we, um, I, we, we, they, they just decided, Hank, you've done most of the work here. You take this and form your own board, and we'll have other people involved that have given money. So that's what we did. I, stay, I, I, I created a board with some other Pirate Club. Actually, a lot of them are, all of them are big Pirate Club donors. Uh, all of them are um, Team Boneyard contributors, but and some of them are even on the Pirate Club board. We checked with that. That was okay. Um, so uh, hopefully I'm not uh, <laughs> outing anyone, but I, I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm working with Doug Gomes. We've named him chair. He is a longtime Grady White guy. Uh, he's still working in a consulting role and a part-time role for Grady White. Um, and he's working probably more on Team Boneyard as a volunteer as he is for Grady White. Right. We've got uh, one of our big donors for the Pirate Club, Woody Tyner, who's a retired uh, BB&T slash Truist exec. Uh, he lives. He, he and his wife uh, live in Wilson, and they come to every single game. He's on the Pirate Club board. He is. He's been instrumental in hiring these two girls to do our social media. So that's been really good. Um, 
of course, Lance Clark, who is one of the biggest donors uh, to date for Team Boneyard and to the Pirate Club and the university. Uh, he, he's one of my friends. He's serving on the board. Brett from Sup Dogs, uh, Vontae Leach, um, Mike Aman. Uh, I can't say enough about how much he's helped in fundraising. He knows a lot of people around here. He's a huge contributor to the Pirate Club himself, and he raised a lot of a lot of the money in January that we raised. But so, from June 29th to May 18th, we're we're uh, we're at $536,000 raised. We've paid out a lot of that. We've got 52 players right now under contract, going to 62 this month, and it's going really well. But the the one thing that I feel like I felt like was stunning our growth was I talked to some people they say is it tax deductible well when you're giving money to a business it's not tax deductible so I, I started looking around like a pack of wolves one of the NC State collectives and now there's multiple collectives at NC State and they're fighting with each other <laughs> um, I started looking at some of the other ones in the area they were all tax deductible and um, so we, we, we talked to some of the companies that they were involved with. They were, they were foundations. Uh, they were able to collect the money and pay it out to the players and have it be tax deductible to the, the fan base, to the contributors. That's what, we, uh, that's what we were looking to do. And we found a local charity that fits right in with what we were trying to do. And that charity is the Parents Republic Schools of Pitt County. Uh, the Parents for Public Schools is a national charity, and the, the, the PPSPC is the local chapter of it. Um, we started meeting with them, talking to them on the phone. We worked out a, a deal where they're going to keep a very small percentage of what comes into them, and we are going to start you – know, all of our contracts right now with the student-athletes say, okay, this is how much you're going to get paid, and this is your NIL activity. That NIL activity for them right now is to post on their personal social media accounts about Team Boneyard, just saying, this is great, at Team Boneyard Team. You're on Twitter, you see them all the time. So our Twitter is at Boneyard Team. We've got about 1,000 followers there now. So we've been building that, but we and, and we try to like and retweet when they do that, but Almost all of them are, are using Twitter. Some of them are using Instagram and maybe Facebook. But we don't care. We just want them to promote the promote the collective. Right. So that's their activity right now. What we're going to do is we're going to have businesses continue to give to Team Boneyard because it is a marketing expense right off, <clears throat> right off for them. Mm-hmm. Individuals who have given to this point are not going to be able to write it off unless there's some way they can figure out with their CPA that it was for business. Uh, moving forward, and we just opened the account this morning, actually, so good timing on the announcement. Um, the Parents for Public Schools of Pitt County have opened an account. We are now going to direct individuals to write checks to that organization. They're going to hold it, and then we're going to invoice them when we send student-athletes into the public schools that we, that this is kind of an innovative idea that we had between us and them. We're going to send them in to play basketball in the middle schools, play kickball at the elementary schools, go read a book to uh, kindergartners. Um, they've got a stuff the bus promotion that they do with Optimum, the cable, co- the cable company here. 
where they they're going to um, get school supplies for uh, needy school children in Pitt County. We can send the football team out there to help with that. And we feel like we're going to get a lot of promotion that way. We feel like this charity, the Parents for Public Schools of Pitt County, are, are going to get a lot of promotion that way. Um, th- this is to expose the needs of the public schools here in Pitt County. And I think the student athletes that are Team Boneyard uh, under contract with Team Boneyard are really going to like this. But starting next year, we're going to change all of the contracts for the student athletes to doing something for this charity rather than posting about Team Boneyard. Right. But right now, we've opened the account with, with a check for one of my buddies, gave me a check for 2500 yesterday so they can open the account. Uh, we want people to, we want ECU fans to write checks to Parents for Public Schools of Pitt County. Team Boneyard is going to get the majority of the money. They're going to keep a small handling fee, and they're going to get the promotion from all these ECU student athletes, it's gonna it's a win 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 for everyone. And so, can people still send the money through like TeamBoneyard.org, the, the website? How do they go about doing it, or do they have to do it a different way to, to make sure it's tax deductible? Just just to clarify that so process. For right now, to make it tax deductible, we need you to um, write a check to Parents for Public Schools of Pitt County and put Team Boneyard in the memo line of the check, but you have a commitment from me by the end of June or, you know, in the next three to four weeks, we're going to revamp our website, the teamboneyard.org website, and we are going to have a button on, on the front page where you can click, if you're an individual, to give to PPSPC, and you'll be able to put a credit card in the same way you do on our website right now. It goes to PayPal. So it's totally safe, and then it and then we transfer it out of PayPal into the account. So that's what they're going to do as well. And so um, you'll be able to put uh, recurring payments like we have. We, we've got I, I'm, I'm not even sure we probably have 40 or 50 pirates that are making recurring monthly payments to Team Boneyard of 20, 10, 25, 50 dollars, 100 dollars a month, and that's crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need those, and we need we, 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 we need to continue to work on business and, and successful individuals to give us five, ten, twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and if you're given a hundred dollars a month, now that can become tax deductible over, you know, twelve months. Obviously, that's twelve hundred dollars, you know, coming off your tax taxes at the end of the year. So I think it's we, we've gotten that question a lot, and this is now an avenue to do that, and obviously benefits multiple people, not only the student-athletes with the continued raising of the NIL funds, but uh, the parents for public schools, you know, local charity as well. So, um, and this is obviously something that y'all came up with locally, but something that's happening, too, across a lot of NIL collectives, they're going to methods like this to basically find a way to be tax-deductible is kind of the, the feeling I gather. Some collectives have even worked it out where they are a 501c3, um, and we we're I've been talking to other guys like myself who are on the board and involved in collectives at other schools, and what what I have got from a guy that I've gotten the closest to is he says, keep your LLC open. That's for businesses to be able to do advertising deals with businesses. Get, get Figure out a way to get tax deductible for individuals, and that's what we've done here. Now, is, is it going to be like this t- 
15 years down the road, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to enter into this and do it like one year, one, one month at a time, really. But, uh, and this doesn't exclude other charities from getting involved with us. Right. But we're starting with this one, and I really like the angle of this could be the activity for the student athlete. They have to do something to, to earn the money. Yeah. So we're going to pay them monthly, but, you know, one time a year or two or three times a year, they've got to go into a public school and go make an appearance and I think the the elementary school and the middle school kids and maybe even the high school kids would really appreciate them coming to see them. Yeah, I think, I think they would awesome. love that. Yeah, I, even so. when I was in high school, I would have it would have been awesome to see some ECU football players come in. So, hey, let's get our first break. We are, we already got some comments on YouTube. We'll get to also some uh, questions on the Hoist the Colors message board. We'll see how many we can tackle. Uh, Hank Hinton is with us from Team Boneyard and Interbanks Media. We'll be back. Hoist the colors on 94.3 The Game. Hear 94.3 The Game anytime on the i... We're live with Stephen Igo on 94.3 The Game. Hoist the Johnny Roger! Now, back to Hoist the Colors. All right, welcome back into the uh, 94.3 The Game studios over at Interbanks Media. Hoist the colors on 94.3 The Game. We've got Hank Hinton sitting alongside. Good first segment. Again, the big announcement. Tax deductible donations starting today, right? For Team Boneyard through parents uh, of public for, schools for of public Pitt schools County. of Pitt County. And I do want to clarify one thing I said earlier: our collective is open to any sport. So, uh, and we actually do have uh, some women's basketball players under contract. Yeah. Uh, so we've got some men's basketball players under contract, women's basketball players under contract. We have football players, of course, under contract. And if people want to donate to the soccer team or the volleyball team, we'll take those and get the money to them. I mean, we, we keep none of it. So it's all earmarked for the athletes. And what we're doing with the Parents for Pitt, Public Schools of Pitt County this year is we're going to coll- we're collecting money this year to build for next year. I mean, we've already raised the money it takes to satisfy the contracts that we have out right now for this year. We want to take these athletes up a notch. I mean, we're not going to be able to pay what some of the Power Five collectors are paying them. Right. But we need to compete within our conference and at our level, and we need to stay ahead of some of the people that we're ahead of. Like, people might say, well, that's not a lot of money. Y'all haven't done that great. Well, we need the people that are saying that to give to this, and they probably haven't. Yeah. So, um if you give to this, if everybody that says you don't have enough money gives to this, then we can get to a million dollars. And that, in next year, with it being tax deductible, that I think it's a doable thing. And I, I want to clarify too. You know, you said over y'all's first year, y'all raised that much money. Really, I feel like y'all didn't start truly fundraising or pushing in, until January. So it's Correct. almost like really four or five months of fundraising, y'all have raised more than half a million dollars. Which, it, it, talking to donors, nobody really was fired up about this at first, and y'all have been able to get that money. And I think the realization is starting to hit that it, without NIL, you're not going to be able to retain key talent. You're not going to be able to you know, recruit talent from the standpoint of they don't want to go to a school where there's no NIL opportunities. Uh, obviously, you don't want to make those promises straight out of high school, but the student athletes want to see there's an opportunity, um, and now that is available at ECU. You know, Cam on YouTube says we still have a long way to go on NIL. 500K is not enough. And I agree, it's it's probably not, but it's a great start. And like you just talked about, you know, ECU is never going to be able to realistically match what 
North Carolina, NC State, some of the premier, you know, Power Five, quote unquote, institutions in the in the arena. But if you want to compete for an American Conference title, you got to be able to outdo Charlotte. You got to be able to compete with UTSA, which is heavy in this. Rice is heavy in this. North Texas, all the Texas schools. So, do you feel like at least ECU is now on a competitive playing field in the conference at this point? Well, here's the bummer of this. I could get a hundred people to give five thousand dollars, and then I've got five hundred thousand dollars, right? But then Charlotte could have one businessman yeah. just say, you know what, I want to be better than I want. We 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 need more money than those guys, right? So I'm going to give a million dollars, and now they've doubled us up with one person, with one dude. So that's the problem that we have here. So we're ha- we're we're going to nickel and dime it to try to get to where we want to get to. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's some questions on how do you determine how much and who gets what. And you know, we have developed this tier system for football, and we basically copied somebody else. Um, we we've talked to administrators and coaches to see how other teams at our level are doing it, and we we basically copy that model. And, yes, we have to I – don't, I don't know who to put on the tiers. We have to have some collaboration with right. with campus. So we've got that, and we've got it, We've got enough people involved now where, where uh, I'm not the one talking to them. Right. So that's good. And, um, you know, I actually just pulled how much we've done in, in 11 months, and I was actually surprised. I thought it was a little bit less than that. So we're 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 doing really well, and there's checks coming in. I, I, we got a three hundred dollar check this morning from a friend of mine, and I did not ask him. Like he decided he was going to write us three hundred dollar check and mail it in mm-hmm. for the website. So we're having things like that happen now, and it's really good. Cameron on YouTube says, "Do you think down the road people will be able to to, to donate to the Pirate Club and Team Boneyard at the same time without having to go to different sites?" and Right now, that is not really possible, uh, although they have started to, to advertise Team Boneyard at ECU sporting events. But what are the – any idea on the rules for that? So we are you are going to see some Team Boneyard advertisements at sporting events because we did a deal with the new rights holder, Playfly. Team Boneyard is paying for the right to be the official collective of these you pirates. And with that, we're going to get some advertising. I, I think I was at a baseball game a couple of weeks ago, and I heard the PA announcer yeah. read off a thing, and I think I saw something on the video board. We're going to have that this football season. Last football season, I thought, you know, because we opened it in the summer, we raised a little bit of money for the summer, and then we got into the first game, the NC State game, and I was like, you know what, people are going to start giving to this when – Jeremy Lewis makes a sack, or you know, when somebody makes uh, right. Jira Wilson, you know, makes an interception. I thought they would like reward those players for like five hundred dollars or something. None of that happened, so I'm hoping that's going to start happening for them this year. But it it was just, you know, some of our largest donors in the Pirate Club are opposed to this, and you can't really change their mind on it. So you just just let them give to the Pirate Club. Let them give to the university. I mean, it's it all it's all helpful. Yeah, and I, I just think this thing is still evolving. And long term, maybe there's a NIL branch under official schools, but at this point, you know, NIL is separate from schools and fundraising uh, 
you know, responsibilities for the school. So who knows where this thing is headed long term, but it's, the, the important thing is ECU finally has a footprint in the NIL landscape, and you guys have done a good job getting it started. And, you know, I, I think people, the more we talk about it, the more we raise awareness, you know, guys are, are hitting the portal not only from ECU but other schools looking for NIL deals, and it's just it, it needs to continue to grow. Um, all right, so mine, the skipper on Hoist of Colors, says, any plans for any kind of partnerships with businesses to market products? that will funnel money into the collective. He says the Iowa and Cincinnati beer plans would make a killing for the collective here. Do you know what he's talking about? Uh, no, but I do know that Playfly is working on or may have already uh, landed some kind of beer partnership. So we could actually go to them uh, if they're going to be, uh, I think, you know, Anheuser-Busch products are the official beers of, of the ECU Pirates. So, uh, I don't know. I guess that wouldn't prevent us from partnering with another beer. Right. But, um, uh, yeah, that's something we can look into. Um, I, I, I'm all about I've been looking into, uh, yeah, I've, you've, you've had a lot of uh, comments on your board about uh, merchandise. So, so far we've only, uh, we ordered 200 hats and we've done 50 shirts. And really those are for uh, the people that really have already given us money. Yeah. But uh, I want to I want to sell the hats. Uh, you know, people want to be able to buy, uh, you know, the logo on a shirt or a hat on the website, and we got to figure that. I, I've I've been talking to a local promotional company that does that. Now, can we sell shirts for twenty dollars or hats for fifteen dollars? Not really, because that's what we're paying for. Right. <laughs> so, or you know, and this is high quality we, we, stuff, by the way. We pay for for the fifty Johnny O shirts. They gave us a deep discount because he's a Pirate Club board mm-hmm. member. Um, you know, we we paid. Uh, we didn't pay retail, but I mean, those resell for a hundred dollars. Yeah. So I mean, the the problem with it is we need people to give us a thousand dollars for a shirt, and that's not a good deal. Yeah, who wants to give a thousand dollars for a shirt? Because when you think a hundred dollars goes to the shirt and nine hundred dollars goes to a football player right. or a, or a women's or men's basketball player, so I mean, we it really just needs to be a donation and then a gift with purchase, which is what we're trying to do with the hats and shirts right now. But there'll be more discussion on it. Mm-hmm. And you guys again have a board where you are discussing this stuff, and and still less than a year into it. There's a lot of moving parts trying to figure everything out, so it's not as easy as it sounds to say, hey, let's go throw a bunch of ideas on the wall, and it all comes together right away. So, right. Um, uh, Coastal Juan wants to know, are deals and payment schedules from the Boneyard Collective being strategically framed to best de-risk for the potential loss of the NIL value following payment? So I guess he's essentially asking, are you being careful with how you're strategically paying some of the players? So that's a great question. Um we set it up uh, for. I've got. Uh, I've got one of our contracts right here. Um, we set it up so players would get evenly distributed money every month. So if you sign a contract with us for uh, ten thousand dollars, we're going to pay you in monthly installments of a thousand dollars over the next ten months. Or you know whether it's the next seven months, you know we've got some that are um, some that are less than that, but um, most of them are ten month contracts, and you're going to get this. Now, have we paid some guys that have transferred out? Yes, 
um, the point guard, Javon Small, mm-hmm. he got paid the week before he announced he was entering the portal. But it was one month. Right. He didn't get so a he whole walked, payment. He walked away from whatever was left, mm-hmm. but whatever he got from Oklahoma State, like it's not even it's, yeah. it, it, that's not even close. Uh, but I, I will say this about like some of the guys that have transferred. Um, you're hearing that Nishad Struther uh, might have gotten three hundred thousand yeah. dollars or something like that. Like you don't really know if that's true or not. Right. You like, hear a bunch of stuff. You hear a bunch of things, and I hope it's not true because then he's going to tell all the all his boys back here at ECU. Yeah, they told me I was going to get three hundred, and I signed, and then they, I didn't get it. Right. I really want that to start happening. It's got, and maybe that's why you've seen some guys transfer to a place and then leave after a semester. Maybe it doesn't happen because otherwise, why, you know, why, why, why else would they leave? Uh, and that's just an insane amount of money for a guy who's a quality offensive lineman. But, anyways, we could get into that discussion on a on a whole another level. Uh, Robert, last question, and we'll take another break. He says, any way to add five to ten dollars per ticket sold and have Pirate Club donate it back to Team Boneyard? Is that a is that something that's even legally possible? I don't know if that's even come up. I haven't heard of um, taking a percentage of the ticket sales. I mean, keep in mind we've that's a big part of the athletic budget yeah. is football ticket sales and all of it, basketball ticket sales too. I mean, I'm sure that they're still trying to figure out how to pay their bills there. Yeah. So I don't know that they would like to do that, but I mean, of course we would take it. Right. You know, uh, NC State. Uh, one of the guys there told me that one of their donors said that they're they they've upped their parking fees and they're giving them like you know whatever they uh, whatever the difference right, is yeah. or what it was and what it is now and that's going to the collective but you know there now and I don't want to I don't want to speak about what's happening not knowing what's going on there but I I, I know a couple of the, the donors there and they've now pack of wolves was, was their collective. They've now created Savage Wolves, which is just for football only. Right. And so now they're pushing their contributors in two different directions. Hey, give to the whole thing, or let's give to this football only one. And, you know, when you've got millions of dollars, maybe that's a good thing. I don't think that would be a good thing here because, I mean, it's just yeah. – this is not easy. There's a lot of out, There's a lot of man hours that you've got to put into doing this stuff. And, and nobody's making any money on it except for the players. Right. So I don't know why anybody would even want to do that, but I guess w- they had a disagreement on where the, how the money was being spent there, so somebody went and started another collective and started a football-only collective, mm-hmm. and now they're pushing people to that one. And, I mean, fans already have so much to choose between Pirate Club, the annual fund, you know, Pirates Unite. Now the NIL, it's like if you keep adding pots, it's hard to fill every pot the way you want it filled. So it's just there's a lot to uh, a lot to get done, and hey, maybe not enough money to go around anywhere at the end of the day. But let's get our second break in. On the other side, we'll ask some more questions to Hank from Team Boneyard. Fascinating discussion on ECU's NIL collective. You're listening to Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game. Climb aboard as we set sail and hoist the colors. Back to the show with Steve and I go on 94.3 The Game. All right, welcome back into the studio. Hoist the colors on 94.3 The Game. Got a hang hitting from Team Boneyard and Interbanks Media here. Uh, lots of stuff to discuss. And, man, we can have like a... 
three-hour show. I was worried if we could go the whole hour, and I feel like we barely covered anything. Um, Sorry for rambling. Yeah, all good, man. Um, all right, so somebody wants to know, do you guys at Team Boneyard plan to hire a full-time sales position, or is it all on you and the other guys that started it? And and I'll say this before you answer it. It's just it's amazing to see kind of as we've evolved in this, you know, this isn't just a one-time deal. Like, y'all raised all this money, but as you said, it's all being spent. Y'all got to raise it all again, and it's right. taking a lot of work. So uh, do, you, do you have to hire a full-time sales position to kind of really conceivably do this on an annual basis? Well, uh, if you're going to hire a full-time person and put them on salary, um, you need to budget for it. And so far in year one, we have not budgeted for that. Um, can we do that? Yes. Um can we do it without that? I think so. Um, we, we're, we're actually the board is actually talking to a couple of people uh, that both live here in Greenville and they travel around and they know a lot of people. They know a lot of pirate uh, alums and, and donors, and we're actually in talks with them right now about possibly doing some sales for Team Boneyard on commission only. Mm-hmm. So um, right now, you know the members of the board and the original LLC and a couple of other people that we're friends with have done all the fundraising and we've done a heck of a job just by hitting the people that we know, but there, we know there's people out there that would give to this that we don't know. Right. I mean, I, I want to say that 95 to 99% of our money has come from the state of North Carolina. So we're not reaching out into other states. And so that, that would be, um, that would be something that these two folks would be able to do, and if they're willing to do it commission only, I I, I think it's a win. So we're we're talking about doing that for year two, um, you know, one step at a time. I mean, we just did this deal with the charity, so it's now going to be tax deductible. I know it's complicated. You have to write the check to them to get the tax deduction, but we're going to get most of it. And and when I say we, I mean the student athletes. Yeah, it all goes to them. You guys are volunteering to do this and. For the betterment of ECU without NIL, you know, who knows where ECU would be right now in, in the foreseeable future of college athletics. Uh, Rod Gray on Facebook says, how much money is needed annually, in your opinion, and how is the money prioritized to be distributed to the student-athletes? We talked a little bit about that earlier, but if you could um, maybe talk about those two items. So, first of all, let me give a shout-out to Rod Gray because he worked for Henry Hinton back in the 90s. There you go, Rod. And I, he had a Hyundai Scoop was a stick shift, and I used to think that was the coolest car in the world when I was like 13 years old. It probably probably wasn't worth very right. much, Rod. Rod's probably driving a better vehicle now. But, um, all right, so as far as how much money is needed, I mean. You can never have enough. The number that I kept hearing when we first got started, uh, or actually at the beginning of this year, after Tulane, won the conference and the Cotton Bowl. And who did they beat? They beat, uh, they beat uh, USC. Yeah, huge. So they beat Lincoln, Riley, and USC. The number I was hearing from them is they had a million dollars. And if that was us and we beat USC in the Cotton Bowl, I bet we could have had more than a million dollars. Okay, so uh, that's going to de- that, – the success of the football program and the team is going to determine a lot of this, I think. But – you know, we've done over a half a million so far this year and counting. I think the tax deductible uh, charity uh, partnership 
is going to take us to another level. Um, but we, we have to continue to get the small monthly contributions, and we have to continue to get the big ones. And, um, you know, can we do a million dollars this year or next year? I think so. It's going to depend on the success of the programs. I really think that we are trending in the right direction in both football and basketball. Um, I'm really excited about Coach Schwartz. Yeah, he's only 100%. been here like less than a year, but he, he's a total ace, and everybody that meets him likes him. So that's that's a little different than what we've had here. Right. So, um, I, I, you know, and, and this basketball team, I mean, these two transfers that we just got in, they're not under contract with us yet. I'm sure we're going to put them under contract. Mm-hmm. But um, we, we, have, we weren't contacted that we needed to pay them anything. So he's getting guys to transfer here that we're probably making more money than they're going to make here. So that's encouraging. Um, so anyway, um, did I even answer the question? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you do wonder, and I've had this discussion with other donors, like if you took all this money and put it towards basketball, how uh, how fast it would make basketball an overnight power. But obviously – I think a lot of people that gave to this gave it for football. They did. If I could take $500,000 and buy uh, five basketball players, then we'd have a hell of a team, wouldn't we? Uh, Absolutely. Overnight. We we just can't do it that way. Right. And and we, and, and we we haven't talked to any high school. You know, there's collectives. Um, that are getting sued right now by, by, you know, freshmen in college that they were offered you know, millions of dollars to attend that university and, and go play football for them, and it wasn't real. So now they're in lawsuits. Like we're not talking to agent that that was that was an, that was that was a player that had an agent dealing right. with the collectives. We're not doing that. Our coaches aren't going out and saying we're going to pay you X to come here. We're they what they can do is talk about how much the starters and the second string and the third string are making here this year because they know the answer to that and that's not that's totally fine for them to say that so that's what they can talk about so if that's what they can talk about and we're going to play within the rules we've got to bump those levels up and 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 the only way to do that is to raise more than what we've done in year one all right let's get our final break in we'll come back wrap up the show with hank hitton from team bonard listen to hoist the colors on 94.3 the game it's game day, Pirate Nation, as East Carolina heads down to Tampa to take on the Bulls of South Florida. Back to Hoist the Colors with Stephen Ico. The game. Alright, welcome back into the studio. Hoist the Colors, 94.3 the game. Hank Hinton's alongside. We've got about five minutes left, so we'll get to as many of these questions as possible. Alright, scenario, player X is being recruited. Let's say he's on the roster, Hank. Of ECU, he's being recruited by another school, basically being tampered with into the portal. Are there negotiations behind the scenes of hey, let's maybe try and bump this kid up a little bit to keep him here? Or how does that how does that scenario play out? Yes, <laughs> so, this, a, I thought this was going to be the fire. I, I was, so I've been, my, my, my answers have been too long. Oh it's yeah, fire, fire there you go. Uh, we we just had that situation with a basketball player yeah. and. Um, he came back to ECU. Okay. So those things happen, and that's basically all you need to know. All right. Um, I mean, but I've already told you we don't have a super, super amount of money, but we right. have to spend it wisely. Yeah. But 
we will do what we need to do within the the, the constraints. Constraints, okay. yeah. Yeah. What, what are, yeah. For the state wants to know if I contribute a dime to the boneyard. How do I know where the money goes? He also wants to know who determines who gets what. How do I contribute to a specific athlete, sport, etc. Um, so if you if you go to the website and contribute or you write a check and you tell us you want it to go to a specific sport, then that's where it will go. If you, you want it to go to specific athletes, that's where it goes. Right. So who determines it? I think I've already addressed that. Like the board has people that we, we, we actually have not been determining. We, we, that's one of the things that we need to talk about is our philosophy of should we? how much money should we leave for the portal? How much money should we pay the starters, the second string? We've been relying on, you know, campus to help us with that and right. kind of structure it after what Tulane has done and some other schools like that have done. They're paying, um, they're pay, you know, we're, we're, we're paying 60-some football players now, or we're going to be this month. So is it better to do that, or should we take this money and just pay the 20? Right. The 22. And you are kind of relying on sources you know, within the university or whatever. To kind what of we're gotcha. doing now might not be what we're doing five years from now. Right. And, and you know, who knows if we're if this is going to change again. I mean, the Pirate Club could end up taking this over, and that would be wonderful if, if they could just <laughs> take it over. So that's what it is for right now. Uh, Huey has a recommendation, not a question. He says some sort of live update on their website that shows how much we have collected would be a positive says maybe if we can't show the monetary value, maybe just show the number of people that are contributed. This would help people like myself communicating to friends the need for them to contribute. Uh, he says more Instagram posts would be nice. They posted the other day. That was very easy for me to share to people, try getting them on board. I know you are working on social media. We, we, we just put two soccer players on the payroll to handle our social media, mm-hmm. and they're they're doing really quality work, and we're, we're trying to, we're trying to uh, come up with more things to post, so that's in the works. Um, so, oh, uh, Pirate says, did y'all fix the monthly payment option on the website? I know that was a, a bug at one yes. point. Okay. Yeah. Um, are people worried that the people in charge are going to be keeping the money for themselves? Is what somebody on the board says. Like, have y'all gotten that issue as far as? So, you know? this is what I'll say about that. That's what we were worried about when we started this mm-hmm. thing. That people are going to. Um, you know, accuse us of, of stealing money or keeping the money. We're keeping none of the money. And, in fact, we're volunteering our time, and we are putting our – my company's Interbanks Media. We're putting money into Team Boneyard. So nothing has come out. And I don't even want to go buy something from Interbanks Media and reimburse us from Team Boneyard, so I won't do that. Um, but, you know, we bought hats. From Team Boneyard, and we bought 50 shirts. And other than that, every single dime has gone into the pockets of an athlete. Right. So this new this new contract with the charity, they're going to get a, a, a minor handling fee, and then we pay credit card fees, and then everything else goes to the athletes. All right, he's Hank Hinton. We got to get out of here, but uh, Hank, this was fun. We'll get you back on in time. And uh, again, big announcement: tax deductible. And you guys will have more information on the site in the coming days, but if they write the check to... Parents for Public Schools of Pitt County. Okay, there you go. Tax deductible, team boneyard, contribution. We'll have Hank on again to answer more questions, but we got through as many as we could. This has been Hoist the Colors on 94.3 The Game. Thanks for listening.
This has been Hoist the Collars with your host, Stephen Igo. Tune in weekdays at noon for all things ECU sports. Get a recap of the show at 943thegame.com, on Twitter, Facebook, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We're back tomorrow with more of Hoist the Collars on 943 The Game. Missing a tooth? Doctors Bowman, Paget, and Associates can help you with state-of-the-art surgical procedures such as dental implants.